Okay, here we go, everybody. It's another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me, as always, is the ebullient Not again. Julie Duffy. <laughs> Have I used that before? Yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to dig deep for the adjectives tonight. John's been working all day. I've been working all day. It's 8.30. <laughs> yes, it's very, very late. All right. Um, I'm here. Julie Duffy. Did you Julie say Julie Duffy? Duffy? I did say Julie Duffy. Um, we're married. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. We're at a count of week four empty nesters. Yeah. Official right. yeah. empty nesters. This is week four. Yes. Oh, in fact, it's exactly week four. Uh, so far, so good. Oh, it is, right, because you moved out June 1st. Or, it's an anniversary. Right, Trom there. Yeah. So um, so let, let's do a brief evaluation. I would say we're doing pretty well. Yeah. On the whole, surprisingly well. Uh, I, I don't remember breakdowns in the entire month. Oh, yeah, there were breakdowns. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> no, not, not, not breakdowns, but we're doing um, a lot of... Personal work. Oh, yeah. A ton of personal work and a lot of evaluating. Julie and has taken an unusual, uh, and maybe your, your uh, high school reunion being in the middle of this month has something to do with it, but you've taken an unusual turn that I would not have predicted of enormous, wild self-improvement in the last month. Yeah. I'm digging deep. It's been impressive. <laughs> I feel a little left behind. And as if you have plans that might not include me. <laughs> I'm literally no, no, looking no, no, at no. places to rent. No. No. We have been doing a lot of um, reflection, right? Reflection. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection. We've been doing a lot of uh, couples reflection and discussing how we want things to go. Uh, how we want to yes and from here. Yeah, because this is another moment I think this happens many times in marriages, especially when you have kids, but not only where you have to reevaluate and redefine who you are as a couple. And you and I, we're in that moment right now. All right. So I'm going to pull up this quote. Um, so Esther Perel, we've referenced her before. She's a TED Talk about infidelity, which has nothing to do with us, honestly. But um, No, no. Why would it have anything <laughs> to do with us? No, it really doesn't. But it, um, she did do a lot of research on infidelity. She did a lot of research on infidelity um, and, uh, and very good research on what works in couples. Um, her brilliance is painful. It's, yeah. It, so, it really it, it hurts your heart. So she says, today in the West, most of us are going to have uh, two or three marriages in our lifetime, and some of us are going to do it with the same person. Right. So um, she often asks couples who are at a crossroads um, for whatever reason, or she says, your first marriage is over, or your first marriage might be over. Would you like to have a second one with each other? I love that. Right? I, I really love that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, j just as a, as a brief side note, when I came out of training, my goal, I, and I think this was kind of bred into me, was if I'm sitting across from a couple, the goal is to save that marriage, period. And, um, and I have broadened my perspective a lot. And I've now worked with a number of couples where I'll, I'll often ask early on, and I think I've mentioned this here, um, 
does anybody have a foot out the door? Is anybody done, you know, with this particular iteration of their life, of this, you know? And more than once, I have been able to have the privilege of witnessing uh, what I would argue is an underrated phrase, the conscious uncoupling of a marriage where they literally decide with deep love, respect, and gratitude for one another, yeah, this is no longer working for us. So instead of waiting for something to fall apart altogether to recognize this has been a beautiful relationship, more often than not, we have beautiful children. We've created a beautiful life for each other. I want to release you to be happy with somebody because I know you're no longer happy with me and I want to release me to be happy with somebody because I know you're no longer happy with me, you know? And that is really something to see. It really, it's really something to witness because it feels big and beautiful and hopeful and it feels like, oh, that's, that's not a failed marriage. That marriage worked beautifully until it didn't work anymore and then they called it you know and then they decided like to call it beautifully i mean you know and it doesn't again it doesn't always happen quite so gracefully more often than not one person has a foot further out the door than the other and sometimes it's a real struggle too but when it happens like that and maybe we're heading in that direction um, Wait, with we? divorce. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make an announcement here. <laughs> this is not what I thought we were going to talk about. But no, I like your point. The, the great news is we always have a choice. We can choose. And I think we, if we remember that, whether it's to gracefully end a relationship or gracefully, enthusiastically continue one, it's, it's way better than in, if we just stay in it because we're in it or, um, you know, yeah, inertia end it in is an, a bad yeah, reason. end it in, in an ugly way. Right. Uh, it's great to think about what choices we have in both those scenarios. Yeah, and I, li- and, and I think it's important you, may, you bring up a good point that we always have choices. And I think Esther Perel is pointing that out, too. Like, you have a choice to be married to the same person again even without breaking up, right? And I think that's maybe that's part of the the moment that we're in is not necessarily that we need to be different people, but our marriage looks different now than it did just a month ago. Yeah, and it's kind of an opportunity just like the seasons <laughs> to like just kind of regroup, to be rejuvenated, right? And one thing that she talked about is um, sometimes, and again, her research and her TED talk is about infidelity. So, but but she kind of made a beautiful point that sometimes when people stray, for, you know, in whatever way they do, it's because they're missing a part of themselves, not they're because they're looking for someone else. It's some, something about themselves that they're missing and they've lost. And it's that life force we talked about before um, when we were talking about. You know, parenting. Um, yeah. We so so life force. When you you're either living and your energy is f- towards living, or it's towards dying. Yep. And and you know you have to tend to relationship in that way. So I have a story that I'm going to try to tell um, with humor and in a delicate way, but it's really really it illustrates this point 
incredibly well. And the point is that when we're broken records, that when we live in the past, when we go back and go back and rehash and rehash and nag and argue, it always works. That is death. That's death. That's sorry, death that's of death. energy, death of a life force. So my dad had, um, due to some uh, some physiology and maybe medication combination. My dad had some psychosis, and couple you know, years ago, a couple years ago, he's completely fine. And you know, as a side note, I've had so many friends whose parents have had a similar psychosis that was whether post-surgery or medication combination. You know, so many, it's insane. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So my this happened to my dad. And it was um, it was sort of slow to be identified. So I had several conversations with my dad during this period. And when you're talking to someone that is has some psychosis, at least I am struck by it's profound the sense they're not making, but also the sense they are making. And sometimes it really messes with you because you're like, they seem to maybe have some direct connection <laughs> with some higher source of information because they're making a lot of freaking sense. And this is what I experienced with my dad. So, you know, the way we all do, he was super sensitive and talked a lot about when my mom would go into the past, like talk again about so-and-so from the family, talk again about what so-and-so was doing in the family. He was obsessed with that. He kept saying, she doesn't get it. We don't, we can't live in the past. We have to live in the future. And then he would talk about in great color about what the future held. Um, He also talked a lot about like, he would just laugh and say, like, money doesn't matter, you know, and, it, you know, it, it, you're, you're going to see, wait, you'll see that this this stuff doesn't matter. But we have to live in the future, and the future is beautiful, and the past, it's death when we live in it, when we keep going back, when we keep going back. So one night, I got a call from my dad. Right. And he described in detail how my parents had sat down to have a glass of wine and... My mom started back, you know, in the same, talking about the same stuff. And he told me he faked a trance. <laughs> yep. And he was delighted to report this. Um, but, and then my mom c- called me and told me the same story. But but in her perception, he when checked he, out, you know, like he kind of, yeah, checked out a little bit and she just kept checking on his vitals and he seemed okay, but like he kind of fell asleep. But anyway, and my mom was amazing through the whole thing. And, and it, it just, it's kind of a funny now that everyone's okay. Um, coping mechanism <laughs> that I think though it illustrates what we all, how we all feel feel though when we're broken records with each other right when we you are hello oh i (laughs) listen i i am so i'm thinking in depth about how many times when somebody digs into the past i have felt almost trance-like like Like i feel like okay my i'll respond 
but these responses are automated. These, I'm not, I'm not in the moment with this person. I'm not connected here. Um, I, I'm, I'm not with you. I'm just gonna make it through this moment. So right. So so I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Boy, have I? I have never faked a trance. But I've so faked a trance. Right. No. Right. No. No. <laughs> ditto. Like so. So. So when we are again broken records with each other, rehashing, bringing old stuff up, it's we kind of go into a trance in our relationship. It's just like whatevs. We check out. It's not new. It's not fresh. It's boring, and it's it's not uh, a move towards life force. It's death. <laughs> And, yeah, and, and not to be melodramatic, but it, but it feels energetically, it's dead. And we all know what it's like to when our relationship is in a dead place. You and I have had plenty of times when our relationship felt like, eh, like we're not connected. We when we see each other, it's businessy, or I'm distracted and already at work or something like that, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel connected. It doesn't rejuvenate us for the day or for the night or for the weekend and that can go on for so long in so many relationships and every once in a while you're really good at telling me hey I need you to fire up man I need you to pay attention I and, and sometimes you'll just say I need five minutes when you'll, you get home five minutes man hang out before you start answering emails or go downstairs to work out um, you know, five minutes just you and me talking. Yep. And I need that cue sometimes. That's how, in you know, I don't know if that's in the trance I get, but just in the trench I get. And I'm kind of just like surviving it, making through my day instead of tending to the most important relationship in my life that actually brings the life force that makes it possible for me to make it through the day. Right. So, so completely self defeating. You know, so we are. Sharing this, we're we're evaluating everything now just by virtue of the fact that there's been a shift in our life, and so um, we are we're wanting to examine things. We want the next chapter to be vital, and you know we know we have to be super intentional about that. And I'm very focused on you know myself and how I want to be, how I want to look, how I want to feel, how I want to walk through the world, and. Our relationship, I want it to be new. We want it to be new. Yes, and and reinvigorated, and I think it kind of is. It is. You know, because there's a lot of new things happening, This and not by design necessarily, but maybe that, you know, there's a lot of good things, movement happening in our relationship that's new, that's never happened before, and I think we're going to do things differently and more together than we've done in the past. Well... Yeah, I think it's because we've been talking a lot about it, yeah. you know, and, and even in a day, like we can have a moment where like, eh, this is this is not the way I want it to be. And then, you know, three hours later, it's the way we want it to be. Like we're right. really looking at it. We're talking about it. You know, we've had some. And sometimes we argue about yeah. it. Like we've had some we've had some knockdown drag out fights. The police have been in our house <laughs> four or five times this, this month. No, but I'm not, you know. I'm just not I, – I have no interest in, like, messing around. I have no interest in there being a lot of days or even hours, you know, where – we all know the broken record-y stuff. That, I, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's – you know, time's too precious. So – But think about how easily for us it could – this could go differently, right? Because I think a lot of people hit the 
empty nest and nothing changes, it's just quiet, like tick-tock, tick-tock. The house is quiet, the George is gone, and then you feel like, well, I don't remember you. You know what I mean? I don't remember you. You don't remember me. I don't, re- I don't know if there's a connection here anymore. You know what I mean? But we'll stay together because... Um, Till death do us part. I mean, like, screw that. I mean, that's... <laughs> right. You know, I, I or think- as Winston Churchill's wife put it one time, Tiffany told me recently, um, unfortunately, the time to divorce appropriately has passed, <laughs> so we're just going to have to endure this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think it can be r- really cool to, you know, kind of almost make a rule that I, we cannot look at each other through the old lenses. Like, that is not going to cut it. Right. You know, I don't want to be defined in this relationship by any of my past behavior. And maybe that's not realistic, but... It does beg the question of what you've done. (laughs) (laughs) You want to refresh reset, new relationship, you and me, empty nesters. Yeah, because I think a lot of the the arguments, the bickering you have, or maybe the tone, you know, that that is destructive sometimes comes from disconnection or maybe even resentment or something that's built up because of some past way of being and you ha- if you let that go then you can start fresh. Right. So 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 what I'm saying and what I, what we're doing is we're not going to look at each other through old lenses. Right. Like that's not going to work for me. I don't want to be looked at through old lenses. I'm I'm a different person than I was June 1st. I'm a different person than I was last Wednesday. And I want you to look at me and talk to me in a fresh way and and vice versa. Right. And I think we're doing better at We that, are. Right? We're working really hard at it. And and here there, there's another thing going on and maybe you can help me understand this while we're, you know, literally on the podcast. Um, you have decided also in the post-George era in the house that um, not only do you want our relationship to be different, but you're about trying new things all of a sudden. Like you're talking about like um, somebody mentioned golf to you oh. at the gym and you're like, I I think we're going to take golf lessons. Well, no. So, so, so suddenly I'm taking golf lessons. Well, no. Okay. Well, yes. I... I'm very, uh, I hate it when people say, creatively, I have a real strong reaction, when people say, I'm not an artist, I'm not a singer, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Right. And I genuinely believe, really, that everyone's an artist, everyone's a singer, and and we have that in us, and we need to express it. And I, and I feel it in my gut when people say that. I'm just like, no, 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 no. So... The other day at the Hit Locker, where I um, am, where all wisdom comes to me when I'm working out and my mind and my body are connecting, someone said, Hey, Julie, do you want to go play golf with us Monday? And I'm like, Oh, no, I don't golf. I don't golf. And I heard myself say it. I'm like, What the hell? You know, I'm like, You know what? I'm going to freaking golf. I'm going to take a golf lesson. I don't want to say anymore. I, oh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not. Why? And not that I, <laughs> to be clear, like not because I'm super age phobic. It's not that I want to, I'm going to golf now because that's what age we're at or because I'm going to start, you know. You're a golf lady now. C- no, 
No. But I just don't want to say I don't. I'm not. I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to hit a golf ball. And I'm, I, well, I've tried playing tennis before, <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do that. But, uh, and the other thing, and I announced this on our Labor Day p- podcast last year, I'm going to water ski this weekend. Right. Then Ooh. we're going to hold you to that. Um, but all of this does make me wonder what else is out there that we're going to be doing. Because I have a feeling when you golf, I'll be golfing. Is that correct? Do you want to hit golf balls? Do you want to take a golf lesson? I want to, I, I want to go to a driving range. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Let's start with that. But I, mean, it, I just, in general, you know, nothing's off the table. We've talked about that. Nothing's off the table. Maybe we'll move downtown. Maybe we'll rent, you know, get an apartment in the city. Maybe we'll golf. Maybe we'll... Uh, we're going to Switzerland. I really seriously think I might do that uh, tandem hand gliding, paragliding or whatever. Yeah. Where you jump off the mountain. I think I might do it. So to the degree that we think in new ways and do new things, it feeds our life force, eroticism. It feeds our life force. And to the degree that we go, that we live in the past, that we repeat the same stuff, that we talk about the same things and complain about the same things and, you know, say the same things to each other, that's death. <laughs> Sometimes when I reflect on the same things that I come up with, it, it, it does crack me up because. Yesterday, I accused Julie of being obsessed with keeping the hard-boiled eggs <laughs> out of the refrigerator. <laughs> so a friend of mine, Andy Santella, who the, the brilliant author of Soon, which you should pick up immediately, um, told me that you uh, hard-boil your eggs for 11 minutes exactly, you bathe them in cold water, and then you put them in the refrigerator immediately. And so I follow this religiously, and I find that my eggs are done perfectly. And then and I make them on Sundays for the week, which has got to exhaust you. It's got to be just horrible, and I, this is just the worst listen. So, but I notice that Julie will oftentimes leave the eggs in just some maybe a quarter inch of tepid water. So this is, which th- is, this is a, the kind of thing, this is a great example. It is a great example. You don't want right? to do or never talk do about this. Um, but, but, but in order to keep it off the table, no, you've will, got to keep I the eggs in the refrigerator. The, the eggs in cold water, and then you see them after that, and then you think I didn't, and whatevs. I've made hard-boiled eggs you know, many times. But yesterday I took the eggs out, had a couple, and I didn't put them back. You're literally like, you're obsessed with you know, keeping the eggs out of the refrigerator. It literally feels this like is, an obsession. It feels very deliberate. This is De- this is an example of death. I think this is a con- this is an ongoing conversation we can have. This oh my is, God. feels fresh to me. No, that that's part of. I agree that this is death. Obviously, um, I'm going to work really hard. Although it's not going to be easy. This, uh, honestly, it is not going to be easy not to focus on some of that stuff. That's okay. Again, you know, you talk about you talk about the emotional bank account. So we're gonna re. We'll name it what. So not it's not an emotional bank account. Why? I love the emotional no, bank account. No, it's better than that. Bigger than that. It's different. That's like, uh, no, it's it's a it's a an excitement account or like a, a life force account. 
It's a life Ooh, force be account. We're about to jump the enthusiasm shark here. No, right? we're not. Okay. No, there's no there's no such thing as too much life force or enthusiasm. <laughs> and and so uh, that is, you know, if there's uh, enough life force, a couple conversations about hard-boiled eggs, not a big deal. Oh, I see where yeah, you're going. Yeah, you I got, got it. it. I'm with got you. It. I'm with you. Right, right, right. Or the fact that it's freezing upstairs or blah, so blah, blah. So cold upstairs. <laughs> Why the... If there's a lot of life force... You know, and some jumping out of planes like Marcy Dunn did today. Did you see that? Yep. Oh, my gosh. With her 80-something-year-old mother and yep. her son Beecher for his high school graduation present. Pretty impressive. So great. Um, if we have a 5-to-1 ratio of life force to hard-boiled eggs, we're good. Yes. More new things, new thoughts, looking at each other through new eyes, new experiences, yes to experiences, Less talk about hard-boiled eggs um, than Then you've got the all, recipe for all the next are chapter. Possible. It's all about hope. Hope and, and, and life. This is effectively the renewal of vows, right? I mean, effectively, we... Ooh, maybe we'll do that. I've thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So, Yeah. All right, so there, that's how you generate, we think, and we will keep you apprised of how we're doing. Um, we'll be honest about it because so far I think it's been, I think we get a B for the month because I think we've done really, really well. We've had moments and evenings that were um, argumentative Well, and I think because we're, we're, we're trying to hash it out. I mean, I'm... You know, we're trying to hash it out. Well, I, I think we're we're conscious of it. We're, we're aware conscious, of it. Yes. Yeah, we're, and, and we're attending to it. And, yeah. and and where you get into trouble is if you're not attending to it. I consistently say, and I really stand by, um, I don't think marriage is work. If it's work, it's probably you probably should be married to somebody else or be single. But if it, but marriage does take attention. It takes. I agree, and, and yes, and I don't. I don't think it should be work either. We we've, we've established that. Right. That is just ugh, no. But and the truth that's is that's a hard no. The truth is the two steps from the sink to the refrigerator to put the damn eggs in is not work either. Anyway, Oy. this is better. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening everybody. Life force. Life force. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you. Bye. <laughs>